Welcome to Elevate, the masterclass where we dissect the elements of exceptional achievement and lifestyle design with a focus on personal growth and real estate investing. Now, here's your host, Tyler Chesser. Elevate Nation, welcome back. This is Tyler Chesser. I'm so thankful to have you here and I'm blessed and grateful to be sitting with Chris Hogan today. If you know Chris, you know, number one, that he's got one of the greatest voices this planet has ever heard. So I think you're going to be totally soothed uh, by this deep, deep, beautiful, booming voice uh, from Chris Hogan. But I think you're also really going to enjoy the conversation today because, you know, this is really a world-class financial expert. Uh, his focus is on financial independence. And I love his philosophy that anyone in this country can become a millionaire. And I know that, you know, those who listen to Elevate, you know, are committed to financial abundance, are committed to you know, lifestyle abundance, lifestyle design. And obviously we love real estate as a vehicle that can create the outcomes that you want in your life. And obviously at the end of the day, financial, you know, independence is all about the outcome, right? It's about, you know, the lifestyle that you can create as a result. So I'm super excited to have this conversation with Chris. I'm super excited to welcome you back to the show. So I'm blessed and grateful uh, to have you here. I have to ask you the question that I always ask, are you ready to take it to another level? Because that's what we're absolutely going to do today. I want to welcome you back to the show where we sit down for mind expanding conversations with influential authorities in real estate, as well as top experts in other industries and disciplines. It is our mission to identify and, ap and apply how the best of the best raise the bar personally and professionally to achieve greatness in real estate and beyond. Of course, you know this, but I'm reminding you, we will distill the mindset, the habits, routines, systems, tools, the strategies, and so much more from an individual like Chris Hogan, uh, who is absolutely elevating to a life without limits so that you can do the same or even more for yourself so that you can give the same or even more to others around you as well. And this is a masterclass for leaders and those looking to achieve uncommon results and purposeful outcomes through personal growth, through real estate investing, other ventures, and, and most importantly, and ultimately in their lives. If you appreciate what we are doing on this show, I would certainly be grateful if you subscribed, if you give us a rating or review. Uh, if you're so inclined to give us a five-star rating, uh, that certainly helps. And uh, it certainly is something that I appreciate very deeply. You know, we're putting a lot of uh, effort and time into this podcast. And if you have 15 extra seconds in your day, you know, go ahead and pause this and go give us a rating and uh, review. It certainly helps us. And uh, again, like I said, I'd be deeply appreciative of that. And uh, let us know what you're specifically taking away from the show. Also want to remind you uh, to join Elevate Podcast Community on Facebook. It's a private Facebook, I'm sorry, it's a public Facebook group where you can join and really connect with the tribe and deepen the conversation, expand upon the conversation with others. And we know that repetition is the mother of all skill, but also sharing with others, becoming the teacher is how you really learn the most. And that's what we really encourage within the Facebook community. Of course, we're building the community and we welcome you to be a part of that. And also, I encourage you to take a look at our new website, elevatepod.com. Of course, there's tons of resources there. Whenever we talk about the show notes, uh, you can actually go to elevatepod.com to find the show notes, to find links to books, to find links to other resources uh, that we talk about in these episodes, because we talk about identifying and applying how the best of the best raise the bar. Well, if you want to take it to the next step, if you want to utilize the free resources available to you at elevatepod.com. I highly encourage you to do this. Uh, in the meantime, also don't forget to share this episode, this podcast with a friend. 
Um, because at the end of the day, what we're doing is 100% free. The only thing we ask is that you pay the fee of sharing with someone else. If you've already shared this with someone uh, previous to listening to this episode, we're super grateful for that. And we encourage you and ask you to do the same uh, so that we can continue to spread our message that you don't have to live a life that you just tolerate. You can actually live a life of fulfillment. You can live a life of abundance. You can live a life of financial independence through committing to your own constant and never ending improvement through committing to, you know, developing strategies and systems around developing your real estate portfolio towards, you know, really developing more systems for financial freedom, for financial independence. And so if you're enjoying this, uh, please do all of the above. And with all that said, I want to welcome uh, Chris Hogan to the show, who is a two-time number one's national best-selling author, a financial expert, and host of the Chris Hogan Show. He is author of Retire Inspired and Everyday Millionaires, which is the largest study of millionaires ever conducted. Since 2005, Hogan has served at Ramsey Solutions, where he gives practical money advice on retirement, investing, and building wealth. So I want to encourage you to follow Chris on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, or online at chrishogan360.com. Of course, we'll put links in the show notes for where you can find Chris on social media. But if you know anything about Dave Ramsey, uh, you know Chris Hogan as well. And these guys are some of the world's top uh, financial experts. And really, for your average individual and those who are looking to create above average results, I think you will really benefit from this conversation. So with all that said, without further ado, welcome Chris Hogan. Chris, welcome to the show, sir. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's my pleasure. And uh, we we're just talking a little bit before the show. And I just appreciate you because uh, you said, look, I'm busy, but I'd rather be busy than bored. And I just I love that. What do <laughs> yeah, you think? About I do. That? Yeah. I really do. I mean, I know we we all got things going on, man. And, right. you know, things are more hectic than ever these days. Uh, but you know what, we still have the same 24 hours. And so yeah. I, I just I'm always trying to choose to be productive and effective, not just busy. And, um, you know, doing things that are going to help people. Yeah, productive and effective over busy. Um, yes. That's a, that's an interesting one. You know, I heard a quote. I don't remember who said this. I think it may have been Tim Ferriss. Actually, he said, "You know, busy. It's indiscriminate action and lazy thinking." Perhaps. Um, have you thought about that? You know, it's interesting because sometimes I fall into this trap too, where I say, "Well, you know, I'm busy," and I, I try to take back and say, "Well, wait a minute, I'm being effective, right?" So mm -hmm. that's a distinction there. It is. And I think you could, I mean, and the, the busy side of it is on the negative end is that you're just doing a lot of stuff and not making progress. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, but then you could also be busy going from meetings to meetings and being effective. Uh, so I just think it's a matter of just trying to maximize. But I'm going to tell you something as much as I, you know, I love working hard and I love driving. I have really throughout this year learned the value of downtime. Uh, the opportunity to be able to just to let your mind kind of begin to just kind of relax a little bit and do the things that bring you joy. Uh, I, I'm a big music lover. Uh, so my, my music, I realized, man, I'm not listening to it enough. Um, and then I love to laugh. And so comedians watching comedy and doing those things. And I'm like, okay, I know things that I can do to help me. So it's my job to do those, not wait on someone else to do them for me. Yeah, no, that's great. And I was actually just talking to a client earlier, and we were talking about, you know, being hard chargers and being sort of 
type A individuals, we always feel like we should be moving forward, but perhaps we can move forward by taking a little downtime and downshifting a bit. Is that, that's what you've realized I completely as well? agree. I have, I really have. And, you know, I'm outwardly saying no to some things uh, that A, are, aren't a priority. Like I really operate in three phases uh, and I've not talked to many people about this, but I've got the thing that I'm focused on. So that's on focus right? That's the thing that's getting a majority of my attention. The next thing that's going to get it is stuff that's on deck, right? You remember baseball. I mean, we used to play that. Oh, yeah. you know, you're on deck. You're getting ready to come up. And then I've got the other category, which is turns to be my biggest one. And I'm calling that just on hold. Like I can't do anything. It's a good idea. It's a great idea. If I have time, I'll get to it. But right now I'm not going to give it any mental space. I'm just going to put it on hold. And so I kind of keep those categories and it allows me to really zero in and I'm doing the things that matter most at this point in time. That's a great thinking tool. That reminds me of the conversation I had with David Allen, uh, Getting Things Done, GTD, uh, where he talks about, you you know, getting to a place where your mind is like water. If you can use a thinking tool like that, where you recognize that there are these different categories, you can utilize your mental bandwidth and perhaps a more effective and efficient uh, capacity. Is that sort of the approach that you take? That is absolutely. Did he did he write a book? He did. Getting things done. It's a Getting phenomenal. Getting things done. Okay. Yes. I will have to make sure I grab that because I like that mindset because, you know, it's so easy to get caught up, right? And here's the other thing that I figured out, uh, Tyler. All distractions aren't bad, mm. right? Like we tend to think a distraction is a negative, but somebody could come distract you with a thought or something that's good. And so what do you do with that? And so what I've learned is it's like some social jujitsu, Right. Like it's one of those things like I'll jot it down, but I'm not going to get out of my train of thought that I'm working on for the Chris Hogan show or a blog. And so it's kind of like I'm learning that on whole thing. So I've I'm tangibly doing that with a notebook and going, you know what, that was a great point. Great idea. Let me put that down and I'll we'll try to catch up on it tomorrow. And then I put my blinders back on. Right. So I can stay doing the thing. If not, you can go down a bunny trail for 45 minutes to an hour. And then guess what? You're you're you can just lose that opportunity. Absolutely. And I think it is totally a thin line that you've got to toe there because, you know, you've got to develop a system to where you can capture perhaps diamond in the rough opportunities, but you can't get so off track that you never yes. have focus. Is that what you're saying? Um, absolutely. Listen, in my phone, I've got close to 4,000 notes in this thing. Right. And so I keep it under ideas. I keep one for content. I keep one for networking. And as I have things that pop in my head, I just put it in here. That way I can get it out of my brain. That's awesome. Yeah. Chris, this is already an amazing conversation. <laughs> I'd, I'd be curious to know, you know, do, who is Chris Hogan behind sort of the public image and the bio and all that stuff? Who is Chris Hogan as a man? I am a country boy. Um, that is the result of people seeing more in me than maybe I saw in myself. Um, and I talk, I mean that from family, uh, uncles, my grandparents, uh, my mom, uh, coaches that have helped shape me throughout life. And I, I'm the recipient of a lot of people's gifts and, um, you know, grateful for those gifts, grateful for the people that pushed me and challenged me. And so now I get an opportunity to be able to kind of do that in return by helping others think bigger for themselves financially think more of what's possible for them, uh, regardless of their mistakes. And, um, you know, I tell people, I am not perfect. I'm far from it, but we're all perfectly capable of improvement. And so I'm just a little country boy that's received a lot of coaching and pushing, but I'm striving to get better. This episode of Elevate is brought to you by CF Capital. 
a real estate investment firm that focuses on acquiring and operating multifamily assets that provide stable cash flow, capital appreciation, and a margin of safety. Our team, including yours truly, leverages its expertise in acquisitions and management to provide investors with superior risk-adjusted returns while placing a premium on preserving capital. Our mission is to provide property investment and asset management solutions to help investors maximize their returns by investing in high-value multifamily communities. To learn more about future opportunities, visit cfcapllc.com. Again, that's cfcapllc.com. We're all perfectly capable of improvement. It's such a beautiful phrase. Yeah. And you know, one thing that obviously you're pouring into so many others and showing them that there is more than just average or below average or, you know, many of the different financial challenges that many Americans or people across the world face, right? You know, most That's people exactly. live paycheck to paycheck. So I just honor you for that. But, you know, let's take another step back and just think about, you know, just sort of you. I, I'm always fascinated with drive and what drives people. And, you know, was there a moment in time in your past that you really kind of drew a line in the sand and said, look, I'm going to maximize my talents. I'm going to grow. I'm going to choose growth and I'm going to choose to pour into other people. Did that happen in a moment or was that more of a pro progressive uh, situation for you? I think it has been a progressive thing. Uh, I grew up in a very competitive family, uh, meaning, you know, us playing Rummy and Scrabble, I'm telling you right now, it was Olympic type events uh, at, in the household. But, you know, my uncles were all very uh, uh, incredible athletes. Uh, so I was able to grow up and kind of watch them and see them and, and uh, really uh, look up to them and to see what they were able to do. But I wanted to also mark my own path, uh, be my own individual. And so, you know, that drive, I think, has been something that's been in me since birth. Uh, but I do think I've had some coaches that have helped to polish some of the edges uh, and to help me understand that, that I've got to be in control of the things that I can control. Right. And so in my mindset, I kind of look at that and I realize there's five things I can control. Right. My faith, my attitude, my outlook, right, my actions and my responses. And so if I stay in control of my faith, my attitude, my outlook, my actions and responses, then I can make sure that Chris stays on his path. So you are still consistently investing in yourself, investing in your own growth and thinking of, you know, using these thinking tools. Do you still invest in coaching yourself as well? I do. I really do. I still, I've got people that I meet with um, that I have found to be incredibly instrumental. You know, I've had the fortunate opportunity to work with Dave Ramsey for 15 years. So Dave has been an incredible mentor and a friend for me throughout those 15 years. And uh, he's an icon. Right. This man has uh, blazed many a trail, helped millions of people. But I've also had an opportunity to become friends over the years with John Maxwell. I uh, got a chance to meet one of my idols, Zig Ziglar, uh, many years ago. And so, I, I again, I, I've been fortunate enough to be able to spend time with some incredible thought leaders. Pat Lencioni, uh, Simon Sinek. Uh, you know, just some people that are just on other levels. And so I'm so grateful for that. And I'm always like a sponge, you know, uh, I got a chance to spend a couple of times with Lou Holtz, uh, who's, an, you know, just an amazing coach. This man's incredible. And so I'm just like a sponge, man. I'm, I'm always looking and trying to grow, like not only for, for myself, because I, I have this feeling and I have this fear, to be honest with you. I was uh, at, a, <clears throat> at a YMCA about eight years ago, and there was a poster there of a little boy sitting at a bus stop. And it was talking about uh, like uh, one of the programs for young kids and, you know, talking about getting kids off the street. But I'll never forget seeing that little boy there with that bag. 
And I just kept having this thought process of there's somebody somewhere waiting on me to become what I was destined to be. Right. And so if I can become who I'm supposed to be, then I can help that individual become who they need to be. And so I just have this mindset of I don't want to keep anybody waiting. Right. I want to I want to get better so I can encourage somebody or push somebody to maybe dream bigger for themselves. And so there's like this ripple effect. Uh, that's one of the things I want my legacy to be one day is that they bump somebody bumps into one of my boys. I have three sons and I want them to say, I either heard your father speak or I met that man and he encouraged me. Um, I can think of no better legacy outside of that for my sons to hear. I love that thought. And, you know, I've heard a quote um, over the past few years that says success is our duty as well. And it's not just for us. It's not a uh, it's not a selfish thing for us to do to attain, you know, a greater life, right, to seek greater, a greater future. And so I think there's so much power in what you're saying, because there is a huge ripple effect in how we spend our time, how we spend our yeah. focus, and how do we expend our effectiveness? Because at the end of the day, it's not about being busy, as we were talking about earlier, I just think there's so much value in that. And Chris, one thing I really admire about you, obviously, is your financial expertise. And, you know, thinking about the fact that, you know, anyone in this country can be a millionaire. I, I love that thought. And then also thinking about, hey, what you do with your money is more important than how you make it, right? Mm. And so one thing I'd love to know from you is, you know, as we think about this, you know, the global environment that we're all in, right, from an economic standpoint, from a political standpoint, so many different things, you think about the average individual, how do they, you know, how do they spend their time? How do they spend their resources or invest their resources for a greater future? What are some of the biggest challenges that you're seeing in the landscape that people need to be aware of that maybe they aren't at this point, maybe they aren't placing enough focus on? What would you point to, uh, to that? Well, I would say, you know, you're right. We've got all kinds of challenges and divisive things going on in our culture. Um, from a financial standpoint, I think it's got to go back to root knowledge, understanding how this money stuff works. Um, I think we, we too oftentimes will just assume if you work hard and you make money that you'll make progress. And that's not it. Um, I was talking to a, a young man on my show today. Uh, he's 22 years old and this kid is focused. Um, and he asked me, he was wanting to go into the seminary because he wants to be a youth pastor. And he says, Chris, what financial advice would you give me so I can make sure I'm able to help as many kids as possible? Uh, and it was an awesome question. And I said, buddy, what I want you to understand is the system out there. Like the world is designed to try to get your money, right? That's the goal of debt. Because if you take on debt, you have interest that you have to pay. And if I'm paying interest, that's a penalty. So you've got to see the system and acknowledge it for what it is. But the system can't knock you off your plan, which means you've got knowledge, you've got goals, and you've got this thing that you're going to follow. No matter what the world does, no matter what they try to throw at you, right, you're not going to fall for that because you're clear on what you want, but you're certain of what you don't want. So I think that knowledge piece is a big piece. Um, and it doesn't matter if you were raised in, in the streets of Chicago or the hills of Wyoming. This money thing is all something we've got to learn how to handle. And if we don't learn how to handle money, it'll handle us. I totally agree. I think knowledge is, I always say this, actually, I say knowledge is potential power. It's about how you put it in action, mm, right? I like that. That's good, I, right? I'm going to tweet it. I might have to give you a shout on that one. Give me I a like shout it. out on that. I would appreciate that. And, and then I that, like that. Knowledge is potential power because, you know, if you think about it, everybody says, well, knowledge is power, but you know, there's so much information out there. It's about how are you putting it into action and how well, are it's you? It's if, 
It's right. if you put it into place, right? Absolutely. If you put it into action. You know, we always hear there's nothing new under the sun. Well, why do we keep hearing the same stuff? Because we we're not learning, right? And so we when we when we I, I've said this, um, information has the potential to become wisdom, right? Mm. We can learn it, but until we apply it, we don't get the wisdom. And so I think, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people throughout this pandemic, as much as Dave and I have beat the banner and the horn of having an emergency fund, I'm going to tell you right now, people are hearing that totally different now, right? As they're sitting, waiting on the government to send stimulus checks out. Um, and I just, I did some research and found that we've got 9 million people who still have not received the first stimulus check, Wow! right? Now you hear those statistics and I'm from Kentucky, so I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer, Tyler. I, me too, me, Chris. Okay? Come on, man. Are me you too. from Kentucky too? I am. I, oh, absolutely. Okay. What part? Louisville. Louisville. Okay. My yeah. publicist is from there, All but, right. but I, I love, I love Kentucky with my whole heart. But you know, you think about this, the number of people, 9 million still waiting on a stimulus check. And then you, you drill down into that. And that's just not a stat. You see, when I hear statistics, I see families. And when I see families, I see kids. So what you're telling me is, is you got some kids that maybe didn't get a chance to eat, or you had some families whose relationships were being pulled apart because of this money stuff, right? Because of the world system. And so that's why I hit the drum so hard of wanting people to wake up and look at this uh, for the sake of families. Uh, moms and dads don't feel like playing with their kids when they're stressed out about money, or you have the collector calling you and you're trying to make a decision. Do I keep the lights on or do I feed my family? You see, those are decisions that shouldn't have to be made in that way. But what we have to do is learn from that pain and put some things in the process. Yeah, of course, there's absolutely an immense amount of challenges. And our heart goes out to everyone who is dealing with so many yeah. financial challenges. And, you know, I, I feel like financial education and financial intelligence is one of our greatest efficiencies in this world. So um, I just, I think it's so interesting, but also, you know, in all crisis, there's opportunity. And, and actually mm. one thing I, I, I read earlier, actually, you were talking about, you love the, the quote that I just mentioned, but I just read this earlier. It says, just like crisis and opportunity, stress and growth are interdependent. And mm. if, if you avoid one, you miss the other. And so yeah. how powerful is that? And so I, the reason why I brought that up is because I find the challenges, the immense challenges that we see in the financial landscape, uh, there's also opportunities, right? So what would you say are some of the opportunities that are apparent to you uh, right now? Well, I think we, you know, if we start to look at it, you're right. Inside of crisis is opportunity. That's how people start to innovate. That's how people start to make decisions about themselves of, I'm never going to be here again. Right. I've had more people tell me, Chris, never again am I going to find myself this vulnerable, right, financially, or I'm not going to allow debt to creep in thinking it was my friend. I love to hear that never again. But I think inside of any kind of crisis, you do have opportunities. I mean, think about this. Who would have thought years ago that if I told you, Tyler, that, hey, at some point you were going to pay people to bring food to our door? Right. Ooh, yeah. 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 You're, you're not doing that. Or, or <laughs> hey, you I, at some point you'll be able to rent out a bedroom and somebody's going to just come stay in your house with you and they're going to pay you or <laughs> right. or you're going to pay a stranger that's not a cab. to You're going to pay them to take you somewhere. Right. And you won't exchange cash. You would have laughed at me. So I think inside of this, when the people that are thinking of side hustles, the people that are really drilling in and looking, that there's going to be a lot of opportunity that comes out. Schools are about to be different because of the student loan crisis. They got to wake up and look at this. Right. We have one point seven trillion dollar issue that we have going on right now. I think businesses are having to rethink that the way that they're working. 
right? And as far as the COVID situation and having to work from home. So I think there's a lot of opportunity and, and innovation that can come out of this uh, and that we'll see here in the near future. You know, school is one that really just baffles me because you think about, you just mentioned some insane numbers there, right? The amount of student loan debt and craziness and, 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 and is the knowledge that's potential power manifesting into wisdom, right? Mm. Are people creating a greater future through that? So what, what do you see? I'm just curious. I mean, what do you see as the future of education? You, you know what? And as far as the future of education, I think you're going to continue to have some people that wake up and begin to look at this differently. Um, and unfortunately, that's the problem. See, with people like you and I, when you know something works, you get emphatic about it and you want others to join you, right? You want people to get there. And so, you know, at times people will look at us like we're crazy. Like, why are you so excited? Because what I'm what I know works and I want you to put it into play in your in your heart. But I think we're going to see more young people really start to look at maybe trades. You know, um, I know a lot of professionals that work uh, as electricians, as plumbers, as welders that make an incredible living. And I think we've too oftentimes just assumed that college was the next step. Now, I'm not bad mouthing higher education. I've got multiple degrees myself, but I just think it's about how it's approached. We've got too many young people walking into financial aid offices, signing documents they don't understand for payments they can't afford. And that's something that has to stop. Hey guys, I just wanted to take a brief time out from this show, this incredibly mind expanding discussion to speak to the high achievers, the high performers. I wanted to speak to those who have a burning desire to go to the next level and beyond. First of all, I hear you and I see you. When I got started as a real estate entrepreneur, fresh out of my W2 corporate job, I was excited and jubilant to create and design my future. At the same time, my business and life was filled with confusion, filled with fear, doubt, uncertainty, and to be honest with you, sometimes even sleepless nights and hopelessness, even while experiencing what many would have considered substantial success. Ultimately, I mustered up the courage to hire one of the world's top high-performance business coaches to work directly with me on creating strategies, systems, and profound shifts towards accelerating my multifaceted performance and to become an industry leader. After years of investing significant resources into myself and in my business through this process, I am now paying it forward as a high-performance coach to those who feel called to elevate to the extraordinary. Wherever you are right now, you know deep down that you have it within you to be great. If you're someone who's seriously looking to elevate your business, your real estate portfolio, your cash flow, your deal flow, your network, your net worth, your lifestyle, and ultimately your life right now and ongoing for the rest of your life, I have a message for you because if that's you, then I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. I have limited coaching spots available to guide people like you who want to substantially close the gap from where you are to where you want to be. These are first come first serve and demand high touch one-to-one focus from me directly to you. And this is not for everyone. This is only for those who are decisive, committed, and willing to do whatever it takes. It's only for those willing to play full out and invest time, energy, and resources into themselves to achieve greatness in real estate investing and beyond, which is what we're all about on this podcast. This is for those defiantly inspired for transforming as an empowered, limitless, and unstoppable human being in full control of their and their business's future. If that is you, I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. Again, that's coachwithtyler.com where you can apply for this life-changing opportunity. We will then schedule a discovery session where we will directly discuss what's working, not working, and how we can work together to accelerate your future. 
With that said, enjoy the rest of the show. One thing I think is super interesting and, and, and needed for the continued uh, success of people as they on go is just reinventing themselves and evolving continual evolution. So how do you, how would you say that you've invested in your continual evolution and reinvention of your own self? I think by staying connected. Um, what I mean by that is the people that I talk to on my show and the people that I bump into, they have no idea how much they motivate me. Um, and I've learned my heart is, 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 is growing. Uh, because you become, you hear these stories and you're so excited for people that are making the changes and your heart hurts for people that are struggling. And so I think in that, I think it's made me much more aware uh, to make sure that, hey, when I'm doing my show, I'm not talking at people, I'm talking with you, right? And if I'm doing a speaking event, um, I'm not up there just spouting stuff off. I'm having a conversation with a whole group of people. And I love to see the light bulb go off. I love to see people go, oh, right, when they have that look. And I go, I may have traveled to Wyoming or LA or Florida for that one person to have that light bulb go off. And you know what? To me, that's worth it. That's beautiful. And I love just uh, being willing to listen and grow and change your feelings and change yeah. your mind. I think that's the sign of intelligence is something where you can be malleable, where you can listen and you can gather new information and make a new assumption and take new action. But I'd be curious to know also, I, I, you may, maybe you want to comment on that, Chris? No, no, no. I was just thinking of one of the questions you asked me uh, as we were, you had it, you sent down the sheet. And I got to tell you, you, these are some, some of the most thought out, I mean, awesome. But one of them you put down, you said, is there anything substantial that you've changed your mind about recently? Yes. And why? Okay, I've never been asked that. Uh, and I, I looked at that and I went, holy cow, like that's that's a strong question, right? That you've changed your mind about. And, you know, I think throughout all of this time with the pandemic, you know, you can look at stuff and I think we've become very divisive right now in our country, right? People got opinions about politics and X, Y, and Z. And you know what I realized? I don't think it was necessarily that I changed my mind. I just became aware. You know, at the end of the day, if you turn off the lights, and you grab the hand that's beside you, you don't know the color, you don't know the race, you don't know the male or female, you don't know, but you know what you're touching? A human. You're touching somebody else that has fears and dreams just like you. Who am I to try to discount them, right? What's my job to do? And I think it's not that I've changed my mind about that, but I've become aware that people are hurting. People have pain points. People have fears, but they also have dreams. And I know this hope is greater than fear if you allow yourself to share that and with other like-minded people. And so it wasn't that I necessarily changed my mind. I'm just become more aware uh, and looking at that and going, boy, we got to fix this thing. And then how do you do that? How do you begin to look at these massive problems we have around the country? How do you begin to fix something like that? And I think it happens one household at a time. For example, financially, we can't wait on the White House to try to save the day. Like we've seen this, we still got 9 million people standing out by the mailbox waiting on a stimulus check that hasn't shown up. The government's not gonna save the day. What we have to do is put on our own cape. And what I mean by that is have a plan, get on our budget, let's balance our budget. Let's have a debt reduction plan. Let's have an emergency fund for our family and invest for our future. We just have to focus on it one house at a time because when we get our house in order, what we can do is then reach out and help someone else in a meaningful way. 
it's like the man in the mirror, man. It's like what, uh, you know, Michael Jackson said it best, right? Yeah. How do you change the world? You look at yourself and uh, you make some tough decisions and mm-hmm. you step up to the plate, right? That's and right. obviously there's so much pressure. And I, I love what you said about hope being greater than fear, but there's a lot of pressure in just living in this environment, right? But I'd be curious to know um, just something from you is how do you manage your emotions in times of stress or high stakes? <laughs> Well, my publicist might chime in on that one, but I think oftentimes managing emotions and high stress, what I tend to do is they tell me I go into the tunnel. Like they say, you know, Hogan, you get more and more focus, the more things get tense. And I do, I I really do. I put on the blinders and I'm looking at this thing that I got to get done. And, you know, there's positives with that, but there's also some negatives. And so I think what I want to do is have this period of awareness you know, and try to do it better. Uh, meaning the pressure, like one of my coaches tells me, he goes, listen, pressure is a driver for you. You're not scared of it. Uh, he said, but what you don't want to do is isolate because of the pressure, meaning where you just begin to go inside yourself. He said, you need to make sure you've got some people around you that you can talk to, you know, to be able to make sure that, hey, I'm, I'm kind of managing that pressure just like a pressure cooker, right? It's got that little nozzle at the top because some steam has to be let out uh, for things to continue to operate effectively. That's beautiful. And Chris, I know that we could really, we could go on for hours and hours and maybe we will at some point, we'll do part two here, but I want to be super respectful of your time because I know it's limited and very valuable. So I want to move into our rapid fire section. We call it the rare air questionnaire. It's all about raising the bar and doing things that ordinary people perhaps are not willing to do facing those tough decisions and making them and putting that knowledge into action and that, you know, that knowledge into wisdom, turning that into wisdom. So I'd love to know just a few things from you. Obviously, you're someone who's committed to constant and never-ending improvement, continual growth, and giving that to other people as well. But as it relates to learning, are there two or three books that you'd point to that have been extremely impactful for you? Well, absolutely. And I'd be remiss if as a Christian, I didn't lead with the Bible, right? I mean, you can get a master's degree just by reading the Psalms and Proverbs. Uh, It's been an incredible book. But another one, one of my good friends, Dr. Henry Cloud, uh, he wrote the book Boundaries with Dr. Townsend, but he's got a book out, um, came out a few years ago called Necessary Endings. And this book has been profound because what Dr. Cloud is essentially talking about is in order for some things, some better things to begin, some other things need to end. And we're a culture of and, right? We want to do this and that, and that, and that. And what happens is you end up being spread out and you become ineffective. So we got to learn how to end some things well, the right way so we can move. That's beautiful. Thank you for that. And I just uh, recently read Proverbs myself and anybody, whether you're a Christian or not, needs to read that book of the Bible specifically. There's so much profound wisdom. And I agree. uh, We will put a link in the show notes as well for necessary endings. So thank you for sharing that. Aside from our discussion today, Chris, which has been extremely impactful, I know for many, What would you say is the biggest way that you elevate your life on a daily basis? I think I elevate my life on a daily basis with gratitude. Um, I sent out a tweet uh, a few years ago and it kind of really picked up, but I told people it's hard to be hateful when you're grateful. Mm. And so when you have that spirit of gratitude um, for your health, uh, because I have good friends that are going through some tough times with their health right now, or your family, we got some people that have lost family members. And so when you can find something to be grateful for, what it does is it changes your mindset. You begin to look at things differently. Uh, you realize that there are people that have it worse, 
right? Uh, there are people that are truly going through extremely tough times. So I try to search for that opportunity to be grateful, which means I try to start my day doing thank you notes. Uh, I'm notorious for writing a thank you note to people. And I think it goes a long way. And so I think that spirit of gratitude can help shape your day. That's beautiful. It's hard to be hateful when you're grateful. And yeah. I, I also will take it another step further to say that gratitude is the state of receivership in some ways, mm. which I find to be very fascinating and, and sort of a paradox and, um, you know, but, 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 but beautiful as well. So thank you for that. Yes, what's, sir. The, what's the biggest way that you elevate others around you? Um, encouragement. I, I think, um, you know, uh, being a coach, you're used to pushing people, right? Uh, but the job of a coach is to help people perform better. And so not only do you push them and you tell them some stuff they don't want to hear or maybe don't like hearing, but you also got to encourage them. And that's meet them right where they are, try to begin to understand how they're feeling and where they are. But at the same time, let them know that, hey, I'm here for you. You know, I believe in you and I like you and I know you can do X, Y, and Z. So that gift of encouragement, I think, is something I've received throughout my life from family, coaches, teachers, and uh, it's something too that's made an incredible impact on me. Well, and I know that this discussion has been encouraging for many of our listeners. So I'm just super grateful to have had the opportunity <laughs> to speak with you, Chris. Is there Appreciate any parting th thoughts or words of wisdom that you share with Elevate Nation today? I, I would just say, you know, we got a lot of people out there going through tough times. And uh, right, a couple tips. Number one, life is not meant to be lived alone. Um, if you're going through a tough time, I really want to encourage you to find someone you can talk to about it. Uh, our Western society and culture has this John Wayne mindset where we pull up our boots and we just grin and bear it and we go just tough it out. And that's a false. Uh, you need to reach out. You need to be able to talk to people, um, whether it's a, a mental professional or a good friend, but you need to be able to talk about how you truly feel. Uh, it's going to do an amazing thing for you. The other thing is, is, you know, things have been tough, but we've been through tough times before. Uh, we are a resilient nation. Uh, we've dealt with a great recession. We've dealt with 9-11, Y2K, SARS. We can go on and on. Uh, we will overcome this situation. And so I just want to encourage people to find the positives, reach out, don't do life alone, and don't ever, ever, ever be scared to ask for help when you need it. What an amazing message, Chris. You are such an amazing individual. I am so thankful to have you here today with us. And uh, I look forward to our next discussion. But in the meantime, tell Elevate Nation how they can find you and how they can learn more about what you do. Absolutely. Well, it's been an honor to be with you. If you want to learn more about me or get connected, learn more about The Chris Hogan Show or my books, Retire Inspired of Everyday, or Everyday Millionaires, just go to chrishogan360.com. That's chrishogan360.com. Absolutely. We'll put a link in the show notes there. And Chris, thank you so much again. Thank you, my friend. Okay. Wow. Uh, did you enjoy that as much as I did? I hope so. Um, Chris is just a great guy, just an amazing guy, but you'll definitely want to, um, you'll definitely want to go just follow him, learn more about what he's doing, listen to his show. Um, he's absolutely a financial expert, but also just a genuinely amazing human being. So there's so much value in listening to him and learning from him and engaging what, in what he's doing. But my goodness, I mean, there's so much, uh, so many takeaways from this episode. So what I'd be uh, encouraging you to do is to distill what are your top three key distinctions? You know, I've got a few here. Um, one of which I, I thought was super profound was thinking about, hey, let's use a thinking tool that says, what am I focusing on right now? This is my on focus, number one. Number two, which is on deck. 
And number three, what is on hold and thinking about, you know, things that come into your life and capturing those opportunities and recognizing that all distractions are not bad. My goodness, how powerful is that? Because wow, we have no shortage of distractions in this world. And on one side of things, we could say, well, let's eliminate all distractions to remain hyper-focused, but perhaps there's opportunities there in those distractions. So that's just one of my amazing takeaways from this show today. But I'd be um, remiss if I didn't encourage you to distill your top three key distinctions uh, and share those with a friend and teach those to someone else. Because like I've said you know, many times, the teacher is really who learns the most. And when you teach someone else, not only do they have a greater opportunity to create a greater future, but it really anchors in as far as understanding for yourself. So I would also encourage you to re-listen to the show and um, really take massive action because we've said it. I mean, we said it literally countless times in this episode is that knowledge is only potential power and really taking action is the real power and distilling that to wisdom so that it just becomes a natural habit. And so with all that said, I want to encourage you again to share the show, uh, share this on social media, share it, you know, via text message or what have you tag Chris, tag myself, tag Elevate Podcast. And until next time, I thank you so much for being here and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Elevate. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to elevate your results by taking immediate action on what you learned. For more, visit elevatepod.com.